We think that we can do things alone, but the truth of that is, if we could have done it alone, we would have done it already. Leaning into and not running away from discomfort or dissonance. You know, I can speak life into Melanie, yeah. right? And she can speak life into me, or we can speak death. You are one another's medicine. Don't be poison, be medicine. Every interaction can heal and help or hurt and harm. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. This episode is about choosing growth in crisis. This story is about Seth and Melanie from The Anatomy of Marriage, And it's about when they were at rock bottom, instead of choosing divorce when they could have, they chose to grow. And they share all about this in their uh, episode. So they are high performance marriage coaches. Seth is also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And uh, Melanie is an audio engineer and podcast producer. A little bit more about them. Seth has a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in marriage and family therapy. And Melanie has a bachelor's in expressive arts. They have three kiddos and they share all about their story today and why they created Anatomy of Marriage. So listen in. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We're so excited to have you on. So Seth and Melanie, you guys have uh, loads of experience helping many, many couples work through communication in their marriage, um, conflict resolution, and... Um, working to grow themselves as individuals. So we want to tackle that with you today. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks so much uh, for having us on. We're excited to have you guys on our show as well. And I know there's been a lot of back and forth, but here we are and we're Yay! finally here. So thanks. I, I love talking to you guys in the in the pre, uh, pre-show pre yes. stuff about skiing and kids and <laughs> snowboarding and all that stuff. Oh, so yeah. I think Good we stuff. have a lot in common there. For sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So first of all, just share with us a little bit about why the anatomy of marriage. Give us a little background there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, so the story started kind of out of our own desperation. What was it? It was almost 12, 12 years wow. ago mm-hmm. that we went through the darkest part or the hardest part of our marriage when um, Seth had was in graduate okay. school becoming a therapist mm-hmm. and we, we were doing all this work. We had two little kids and Seth had come up to me one day and confessed to me that he had been lying and he was looking at pornography, which is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was so sort of underdeveloped as a person that mm-hmm. it was the end of my sure, world. Right. Yeah. And I completely fell apart and I had two, you know, we had two little kiddos to take care of. And everything mm-hmm. fell apart. Basically, everyone thought we were going to get a okay. divorce. I was actively trying to get a divorce. Like, wow. I would tell Seth every day, I hate you and I don't want to be married to you. And he would be like, okay, I hear you, but we're going to stay married <laughs> like in a good way. <laughs> um, and so we we worked through this like... I can laugh tip, about it now, you know? but there it was like just... It was horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we worked through this really, really, really hard season. Mm-hmm. And when we got on the other side of it and we didn't get divorced, we kind of turned around and went, wait, mm-hmm. how do we do that? Yeah. Like... Nobody else does that. How did we do that? Right. And so that started this idea of we need to share what we just went through mm-hmm. in order to help couples understand that they can do the same and have their own growth journey. Mm-hmm. And so when we were trying to come up with names for the idea of sharing it, we we're like, I don't know. It's like an anatomy of marriage. I don't okay. know. So that was yeah. kind of, so it what, was like what dissecting we, marriage. Yeah. We wanted to like go, just go back mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of just start from the beginning, like where we were, what we went yeah. through. Melanie didn't. So we just didn't go through like a hard time. Like, oh, this is, you know, two months of this is really no. stressful. Mm-hmm. No, it was like two years. Melanie gave me a black eye yeah. and it was it was yeah. intense. You guys, mm-hmm. it was a very intense mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. right. all kinds of craziness. Mm-hmm. And we were both just 
clawing at anything that we could right. get oh. for resources. What did so you guys, this podcast what did you latch on to in terms of resources at that time? Oh man. Well, we, we went to a, a counselor, a licensed counselor at our church that we were going to. And I want to make the distinction between a pastoral counselor and a licensed yeah. counselor. Right. There is yeah. a difference, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, both, both are great. Yes. Um, but there, there is a uh-huh. difference, right? Mm-hmm. One has different training and different modalities and all this stuff. Um, so we were going, we were uh, seeking counseling. I was talking to my friends. She was talking to her friends mm-hmm. and we were just consuming anything that yeah. we could by way of sermons, podcasts, books, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Right. But we did find that, again, part of the reason we wanted to make our show was that the things we were consuming felt very fairy tale. Mm-hmm. They felt very much like clean and tidy, like we buttoned it up and dressed yeah. it up sure. for church or something. And I'm like, I gave my husband a black eye. Where's the resource for marriages like that? Right. Like, where is the gritty, raw, real thing yeah. that will help me change my heart towards him? Because I actually didn't want a divorce. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tear up our family. But every book I read was like, love and honor. Mm. I'm like, um, no uh-huh. thanks. Uh-huh. So that's partially also why we made our show is to just have real raw yeah. conversations yeah. and walk through we, that journey. We, we create the resources that we wish <laughs> right. we had back then. Mm-hmm. Right. Just from that that's perspective. So Incredible. So. Yeah. Just curious. Like mm-hmm. I love hearing stories of, of men, um, finding the courage to share yeah. what mm-hmm. they were doing, which is, I feel like, fairly rare normally it's their wife walked in on them mm-hmm. and they're like uh and then everything comes right. out how did you was it part mm-hmm. of the graduate studies was it something that god was doing in your life at that time why bring this to your wife so we we were going to church at the time very involved with the church we did music and all kinds of stuff and there was a, a some sermon series about actually it was on song of solomon okay. stuff right and i was just feeling very convicted like okay this isn't an addiction but i know that it's not super helpful mm-hmm. right now and i just felt very heavily convicted okay. right and like okay the right thing to do is to tell your wife mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. be be transparent mm-hmm. and be vulnerable so i was like okay this is going to be hard right and awkward and it's going to put me in a very uncomfortable position but it's the right thing to do so i you know not tooting my own horn or anything but it's like that that takes some amount of courage like okay i know it's the right thing so stepping out right right and then and then of course well i will can i interject with if this is something that your listeners are thinking of doing yeah please do it slightly different (laughs) exactly so so i'll tell you the story here's a little a a sidebar so um i'm in a, a mastermind and we were talking about this exact thing yesterday morning like okay man yeah the right thing to do is to you know not lot lie to your wife or your partner or whatever but you have to do it in a wise yeah, way not right. just like here's a bomb right. see you later and that's, right that's kind and of what she, he mm-hmm. did like unintentionally of right. course so what the story was we were sitting in our living room our one so we had a I had just given birth two weeks earlier to our second son in 15 wow. months. So hear me out. <laughs> two kids in 15 wow. months is a lot. <laughs> so our one-year-old is sleeping in the crib. Our two-week-old is in my arms and sleeping. And um, we had watched a sermon online because it was like the winter. So mm-hmm. we, we didn't go into church and we were watching a sermon online. And Seth was convicted by the sermon. And so like in that moment, he knelt down and got like all sweaty and weird and started <laughs> and confessed wow. to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And so not that the, Okay, so let me set mm-hmm. that up. A two-week-old baby is sure. a lot. Uh, two two babies is even right. more. And then two weeks postpartum is like the worst time yes. to tell your spouse, <laughs> hey, I've been looking at other ladies. And I literally, I threw the television remote at his mm. face. Like in that, I was so yeah. furious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at that time, I think, gosh, I wish that he had thought, like, I'm so thankful that he- His heart was in the right place. I wish- yeah. Exactly. But I wish that he had done it with a counselor, like in an, in a place with a third party Mm -hmm. where I, and that's sort of like not taking ownership of my, my behavior, Mm -hmm. but at the same Mm -hmm. exact time, that would have been immensely helpful. So that's what we recommend from that. So just to make it practical, because we're here, right? How would you suggest then, um, because I I think a lot of guys are like, well, just because we know how widespread this is, right? Especially in Christian circles. circles. How do, how would they get their wife to a counselor to do that without yeah. letting the right. cat out of the bag. Right. I feel like right. what I would say is most wives would love it. If their husband said, I want to go to a counselor, they'd be like, 
Finally, right? Because mm-hmm. it's almost always the other way around mm-hmm. where the wife is trying That's to right. drag their husband to counseling and yeah. he'll never Oftentimes. go. So the way that I would, yeah, I would say that from a, and you just tell me how this strikes you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if, if Seth had like called up a counselor, a perfect example is Pastor Alex was right. such a good, he was such a good therapist, but he was a licensed therapist at mm-hmm. our church. Wow. Um, and so if Seth had called him and said, Hey, I need to talk to my wife about this. I want to meet on this date. Are you available so that the pastor knew he could prepare? And then if Seth said, Hey, we're meeting with a biblical counselor. There's a couple things I'd like to talk about. Are you okay? Like that would have been mm-hmm. plenty okay. for me. I mean, probably would have had anxiety. A sure. Little bit about questions it. like, yeah. what do you want to talk about? Not, right. Yeah. Right. Right. And not that that would make it any easier, right. but you know, that saying in therapy and social work circles, there's a Im- intention versus impact. Mm-hmm. So my That's intention good. was like, hey, let's get this. Let's make it all great and everything. Right. But the impact of that was, okay, there's good intentions yeah. around that. But literally, like I dropped a bomb. Right. Like, and there was out. I got to right. go to work. And she she didn't have yeah. yeah. of holding it in that way yet or what, how to yeah. handle or what to do or mm-hmm. where to go. It just right. exactly. exploded. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And with counselors, you know, they can give you that guidance that you need yeah. to hear the steps. When you feel like this, do that. Like, that even just that tiny piece would have been really, really helpful. But again, we didn't didn't know that before going into it. So, wow. So this, okay. You're starting out sharing your story, why and how you created anatomy of marriage, but to kind of link this to our topic, it sounds like this is what catapulted your growth launch, right? Like talk a little bit about how you each individually grew from that landmark moment. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. So yeah, let's go back to the to the start, and it all started. So that was the 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 catalyst. Mm-hmm. Like, oh great, everything is blowing mm-hmm. up. I didn't think I'd get a black eye. We didn't think we'd want a divorce right. and all this stress and anxiety and stuff. So I was like, something absolutely has to change, and we just worked through it. Went to counseling, didn't kill each other. <laughs> yeah. um, Thank God. And just like Nearly. you know, yeah. like just kind of you know that saying, the only way out is through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we just pushed through and there was something that clicked in my brain that, okay, I don't know anything else to do right now except to pray because, you know, like I said, we're going to church and we grew up Christian, all this stuff. Like, I'm going to pray. So I set prayer alarms saying, okay, I don't know what I'm going to pray about, but Mm. I know at in the morning when we wake up at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m. And then at night, Mm. no matter what. I'm going to call Melanie, get with her wherever she is and pray. I don't care if you pick, if you don't pick up the phone, if you don't say a word or you're super engaged in it, I'm going to do it. Right. So I was like, I don't know what else to do. At least I know prayer is good. It's kind of like, okay, saving money. You can't go wrong with saving money. (laughs) You can't go, you can't go wrong with like, you know, prayer or reaching out to a higher power or whatever. Right. So I was like, that's the only thing I know what's right Mm -hmm. to do. So it started with that. And then we had that routine and that mm-hmm. went on for like a year. Yeah. I mean, which we, was really super yeah. solid and grounding wow. for both yeah. of yeah. us. And then Melanie picked up and this is really cool. It's uh, part of our story. Melanie picked up uh, the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, uh-huh. right? Who we just had Such on the show a, good, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And it was amazing. Uh, so I oh, talked to him because I was like, yeah, yeah with cool. Hal. Yeah. I was like, Hal, your book literally is, is why whole, is why yeah. we're here, right? That was like one of the first, the very first self help books, inspiration, motivation. Let's do stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we both read. She read it, I read it, and that's what started the, our journey, mm-hmm. right? So yep. Miracle Morning nice. that just led to all kinds of self growth, yeah, yeah. and individual change, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know we're going to get into yeah. this more, right? But um, that's individual change and that realization, you know, in therapy world we call it, you know, differentiation of self or self actualization. Mm-hmm. That started both of our journeys into, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Melanie is not the source, the sole source of my happiness or my despair or my pain or my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Guess who can control that? Mm-hmm. Right. I can. Mm-hmm. I do. I can be happy. I can be content whether she does something or doesn't That's do good. anything. Yeah. Of course, she can do things to hurt my feelings and, you know, you know, create an upset feeling yeah. in me or whatever. But at the end of the day. Yeah. You took ownership. Me, yeah. Right. And this. Mm-hmm. I took ownership, right? And the same thing with her. And once we both realized that, it's like, oh, it kind of mm-hmm. just opened up right. in a That's total awesome. different and world. And you read the book at the same yeah. time, Melanie. Well, or you mean the yeah. Miracle Morning? Yeah, I started, I okay. read it first and then had gotcha. him read it, mm-hmm. um, which is like our, our constant competition. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read it first. Um, I did but it first. one of the things for me was I realized like in that time, Seth was so 
I don't know what the word would be like, careful and cautious of mm. me because I was so terrible. Mm. And he was doing all the things I would ask him to do. And I realized it was not making me any mm. happier. Mm. Like he would literally do anything I asked. And I still was angry and mad and frustrated and sarcastic. So that for me was a lot of my, the sort of real journey that I needed yeah. to take was wait, nothing's making me happy mm -hmm. externally. Then I guess I have to look inside my heart, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? which is hard. Dang it. That's it's on work. me. I know. Yeah. Right. Shoot. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, I, as I was listening to you talking, you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, your guys is, you know, dear young married couple, I would mm -hmm. say, Hey, young married people, right. your spouse isn't the end all be all of your happiness, of your despair, right. of all this. And the sooner that you can figure that out, the sooner that you can actually have a real fulfilling, right. healthy, dynamic marriage that you'll yeah. experience a different kind of happiness mm -hmm. and contentment than you ever even dreamed mm -hmm. of. I wish that we had like listened to your guys' show, right. you know, uh, two years after we got married or right. something like that. It has just been a whole different ballgame. It really yeah. would. I yeah. think if people get resources on board mm -hmm. and I love how a lot of that journey started with, well, prayer, that's the first place. Spiritual foundation. But mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. you know, reading a book. I know I'm such an advocate. I, you know, people have always said, you know, readers are leaders. But it's so true. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, when you apply that and work on that and Hal Elrod, um, that's the the 5 a.m. or is it, it's 5 a.m., right? Club. 5 a.m. club. Uh, oh, I, oh, yeah, it is yeah, the 5 a.m. So, club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was just reading a book by Robert Sharma that's like the same exact sort of thing as that. And right. I think that's just giving you the time to build and to create and to work on yourself. What were those things... That, that you guys focused on internally, like how did you start creating that change? Like what were those, those aspects? Maybe it was physical, mental, emotional. Mm -hmm. How'd you do that? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, from the miracle morning from Hal Elrod, a lot of it is, it's all in there. So it's, he does the savers, which is um, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, mm -hmm. reading, and then scribing, which is just writing. Journaling, And yeah. so he has the whole thing there. Like it's biopsychosocial spiritual, right? You've got all of it wrapped up mm. into one and you do it every morning. Mm. And so that was sort of, it's getting in the pattern of being intentional with what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how you're talking to yourself, how you're talking to your partner, uh, what your vision is for the day. Like that practice of the savers is just, it's life-saving. It's amazing how it can transform your mm. mind. Um, but a lot of it was uh, leaning into and not running away from discomfort or dissonance. Being mm -hmm. like, why do I feel like this? And not just being like, I don't care while I feel like this. I'm just going to eat right. ice cream and watch Netflix. Like, because that's right. what so many of us do. We go, I don't we know why just, I'm we, mad. I'll just we, yell. We we you check know? out. <laughs> yes. And we don't want to... Um, we don't want to lean into right. something that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's like exercising. It's like, right. oh my gosh, I, I, you know, I run in the morning and the next morning I'm like sore and can't even get out of bed. Okay. Never yep. running again. Yep. No, that's your body saying, Hey, this is yeah. working. You You're doing good. You just need to stretch after yeah. yoga. That's all <laughs> you did, need to did you do. Guys, yeah. okay. Did you guys feel the dissonance right at first when you started doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the strongest things, the, just the, just one of the first things that come to mind, I would call Melanie during the times that we would pray, like no matter what, and I would call and she would sometimes just pick up the phone, not even say anything. I knew she was there and then click. Mm -hmm. So think about, okay, yeah. you know, as a husband trying to do the right thing, you're like, oh right. goodness, yeah. I'm only getting resistance mm -hmm. here. Is this the right thing? Is this the right thing? But I just chose to continue That's to lean good. into that. Mm -hmm. And I would say more often than not, of course, there were a lot of those times where, you know, you know, hello, bye, click, nothing. Yeah. More often than not, she uh, would say, thank you. Right. Hey, right. thank you. Yeah. This is good. I was so you know? like dissonant within my own yeah. spirit. I sure. didn't know how, and it's kind of from a family of origin perspective. Like my family doesn't say thank you very often. We don't say I love you. We don't hug. Um, and so trying to have someone actively repair something. I, mm -hmm. I honestly didn't it had know never been modeled mm -hmm. for so, you. And this just not yeah, probably interrupted yeah. your whole world. And so you, you know, you love him and that probably that deep inner part of you wanted repair and reconciliation, mm -hmm. but then you have all of these emotions and that clashes that, that pr produces dissonance. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that is really a, a powerful what you said, cause I knew didn't want to divorce right. him. Didn't want to take the kid's dad away from them. Like 
but I also didn't know what it looked like to walk mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. I could think about it in my head, mm-hmm. think about what I should have said or done or whatever, but actually doing it was like the worst, hardest thing ever. Right. Um, but I'm so glad that that's I did. Work. That yeah. is the work. That's, and that's where the work we is. We tell our coaching clients mm-hmm. that is like, it's that moment where you feel this like unbelievable dissonance and you still walk yep. into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You walk in it with a purpose, um, a mission, mm-hmm. with a kind heart, with good tools. Um, but yeah, it is. That's the work. Yeah. So what to get back to your question, Adam, uh, there was just a, I, something in my spirit or conscience or whatever, just knew innately, inherently, I don't know, just knew, wait a minute, there is more mm-hmm. here. It, 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 you know, our marriage doesn't end here. Mm-hmm. There's, there's more than just like, oh, we got in a fight. I'm super mad. She's super mad. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go watch TV or go out with my buddies or whatever. No, because then, you know, when we come and get in bed at, at night or whatever, it's like you lay there, you know, are you saying goodnight? Are you kissing goodnight? Right. Are you doing other stuff? You know, and if the answer is no, you're just laying there kind of stewing in your thoughts mm-hmm. going, what is going on? It's that it's, it's, um, first of all, becoming aware, consciously aware of that cognitive dissonance and going, okay, well, I'm married. So this is part my fault too. So really accepting Mm -hmm. that and then saying, okay, I'm willing to do the work Mm -hmm. to repair it. I don't know what the other side looks like, but I know that I'm going to give it my best. And it's, it's almost like creating anything. My dad used to say, um, uh, no, really, it is like creating anything. Creating anything like that that's worth having, right? right? He said, "If if it's if it's um, what do you say? Uh, if it's worth if, doing. It's worth doing right. Right. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. So I just wasn't happy like having a crappy marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm a therapist for crying out loud, mm-hmm. so I have all this head knowledge. It's like no, there's more. Mm-hmm. There's more. I can't. I, it's not invisible yeah. to me. Right. I see it. I'm gonna yeah. go get whatever this that is. is right." So I, I just couldn't yeah. let it go. I couldn't let it so go in that I way. I have a question for you then. If mm-hmm. you guys um, had you guys as clients, <laughs> <laughs> how would you, how would you like your wiser, older podcast, entrepreneurial self walk through that younger self? Like how would right. you get them through that work? Because people hear, okay, work. Yeah. I'm ready to do the work. Mm. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. We, we hear that all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. What would be the steps and knowing maybe that this younger self have, has had just read that book, how would you start mm-hmm. stepping them through like a daily, what to look for, what to do, some thing like practical right. things for them to, to actually put on and do the work mm-hmm. to help them get through this? Yeah, yeah. that's a really great question. We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. We focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a QA and a and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, We have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. I think for me, one of the most helpful things, again, hoping they had read the book and then setting into place essentially like triggers that are the thing that's going to drag you down into a bad mm-hmm. spot. So you have to know like, or even your, how you respond to something. So a trigger could be like, if Seth says something that makes me feel really bad, even if he didn't mean to, I have to know what to do with that energy mm-hmm. that I have inside of me based on what happened uh, or how I feel. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is like, okay, the work is how do we have a roadmap for what we do when we hit the bumps? Because we hit the stinking uh-huh. bumps, no matter what. And sometimes multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. So it's talking through like, okay, well, if you feel this, please don't yell at him. That won't serve you. It won't help your kids. It won't help your husband. So here's what we do instead. If we feel this anger or this frustration or bitterness or resentment or whatever, we're going to journal it or you're going to call me and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and I will walk you through your emotions. Um, and so a lot of it is retraining that sort of knee jerk um, reaction mm-hmm. as well as re 
uh, rewiring your mind toward a positive goal. Mm -hmm. So often we are stuck in these loops of, uh, you know, negative self-talk or or like negative others talk, mm -hmm. I guess. Like, oh, he did that on yeah. purpose or he did that because he hates me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, we're going to shake some truth on it, like Seth says. We're going to reframe it and we're going to look mm -hmm. at it differently. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is is like tiny course corrections that add up to finally getting to the direction that you want to go. Good. But in that, you have to know where you want to go. Right. So uh, there's a vision side, the um, envisioning side that we talk about. There's a sort of a systems, like a SOPs, standard operating procedures okay. stuff mm -hmm. that we talk about. There's boundaries, like what's allowed and what's not Good. allowed. We can talk this way, but we can't talk this mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how I would walk myself through it. But then I think also, I would just tell myself to be a whole lot nicer. Like <laughs> I was not nice. Right. And you can't have a good marriage when you're not yeah. nice, like you just can't, can't be a good parent when mm -hmm. you're not nice. So that's what I would have said to myself. <laughs> I, I may answer it a little differently. And that, that question is so great, Adam. And it, it has me thinking if, if I was a client, if I was our clients, you know, 10 years ago mm -hmm. or whatever, I, and I think guys really think this because how we're acculturated yeah. and just, you know, masculine stuff or whatever, which is fine. But Guys go at things alone mm -hmm. way yeah, too often, true. right? We think, okay, I'm going to, you know, be uh, masculine about this or stoic or whatever. I got this because if I can do it alone, I'm the individualist. I'm rugged. I'm the, you know, flannel wearing dude chopping wood or whatever, <laughs> which is, which is really hilarious because Melanie loves commercial. it when I wear a flannel and like chop fire, which is like, do. hey, right. that's, that's, I like that. Yeah, we see those pictures. <laughs> like yeah, right. We see those pictures all the time, but who took the picture, you know? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> but um, I, I would say uh, what, one, of the, one of the misnomers, I believe, that, that guys fall into the trap of is we think that we can do things alone, but the truth of that is if we could have done it alone, we would have done it already. Mm -hmm right? We would have done it already. And there's this, this danger in the, the idea of white knuckling something until we just like blow it up, right. you know, cause I, I was so under the impression I can just white knuckle this. I can, I can do it alone. I can, I can do it. And in most cases I've proved myself, right? Like I can build a business. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I can, whatever I want mm -hmm. to do, but in a marriage, that's not what marriage, you're, right. you don't get married to do stuff right. alone. So I, I would tell myself then of like, Seth, you need somebody else who walk you, walk with mm -hmm. you in this, you know, Good. typically somebody older, like the, the pastor slash counselor that yeah. we had was like in his fifties or something mm -hmm. and had been married for 20, I don't know, maybe 30 mm -hmm. years and had three kids and just a very wise yeah. guy. And him walking through this whole process, it, it makes me think of the hero's journey by mm -hmm. Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the hero goes out, you know, learns this big lesson yeah. and then gets like a team going and then mm -hmm. they have success. Right. And I don't believe that marriage is much different wow. from that. Right. Like we, it was, it was me and Melanie. We um, had these great ideals. Oh, we're going to be great and change the world and have a great marriage. Then something terrible yeah, happens. Right. We're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. We just got the stuffing kicked out mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's try to do it ourselves. Oh, wait, we can't. Now we have to get in other yeah. supports. And then right. we find out, oh, we do have it in us kind sure. of thing. So I, I, that's what I would tell myself um, if I was the coaching client. And then like Seth, this is a process. Mm -hmm. There is no mountaintop. There is no, sure, there's great, great times. But guess what? It's just like uh, exercising. If I want to maintain like a healthy, active, right. you know, uh, agile, capable yeah. body, Guess what? I got to go to the gym at least four or five times a week, if not mm -hmm. every day, to keep it maintained, just like a car or anything else like that. So that's what I would tell myself. That's good. I like that's that. Really good. I like mm -hmm. that. So for for people who are listening and they're like, okay, Seth and Melanie, you had this big, um, you know, landmark moment. It was an impetus for change. What would you say to them if they don't have like this lurking secret? Maybe they just want growth they want change but they but they don't know where to start um how mm. would you guide someone like that toward self-growth mm -hmm. mm. well and we actually do have clients like that yeah. that are just like we just want to make our marriage better and there's not like a terrible yeah. thing in there which is great mm. you go oh you're starting at a better yeah. place than most of us right uh and i think with that again we go to this idea of having a vision what really drives you and oftentimes people have not deeply thought about that they will think about what they like. Oh, I love like ice cream or cars or I love 
build like a big house or whatever. That's not the same mm-hmm. thing as like, what's your life calling? What mm-hmm. do you feel really alive when mm-hmm. you do? Um, and so that is something that we try to encourage that sort of living in spirit within your marriage um, and your, you know, like your relationship with your partner, but kind of planting that seed of like, think beyond where you are right now. What does your dream life look like? And I don't mean like I have a Maserati. I don't mean that kind of dream life. I mean, like, what do you do that really deeply feels your fuels and fills your yeah. soul? Um, and that's kind of where we start with that. Yeah. So uh, in in our, our coaching business, we call it high performance marriage coaching. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get clients who are like, okay, we're getting divorced tomorrow, right, but you, we're going to yeah. sign up for you for this one last mm-hmm. thing. Right. And I see that often. I did see it often in private practice. We're like, yeah. I don't know. We've been to five counselors before. This is our last right, ditch right. effort kind of thing. So we have those types of clients, which are really great to work with. And usually they, we really find some really good success right, right. in that because they're like, oh, they have some breakthroughs, yep. right? Right. And then like Melanie said, the, the other type of client where, oh, you know what? We're pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're, we got a good stride going. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're kind of rolling, but we know that there's yep. more. Mm-hmm. And I really like working with clients in that way yeah, because then we can really talk about that's where the high performance marriage coaching comes in, right? It's not just like, okay, we're going to, you know, get the jaws of life and get you out of this wrecked car, disaster marriage. Right. Right. You're not in crisis mode. You guys Uh are good. So now we can really put some, I don't know, horsepower Uh to this thing. And one of uh, our favorite books, which we read several times is called the big leap by Gay Hendricks. And you guys probably heard of it. If you haven't, you have to read it. I've read it like three times in the show notes as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. But he talks about how a lot of us spend most of our lives, most of our time living in our zone of excellence, right? And there's there's kind of like three zones. Our zone of just whatever is down here <laughs> when we're kind of checked out, not doing anything. Then the zone of excellence is like, you know, I went to school. I'm I'm good at my job. Things are good. Yeah. I can pay my mortgage. Yeah. You know, where zone you, of excellence is a good life. It's a good life. Mm-hmm. But it's comfortable. It's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's comfortable. But then there's a zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the zone of genius, that's when we're in spirit, we're not in ego mm-hmm. and things are just, wow. We, we you know, very vision oriented, uh, self oriented by way of, I know myself, not like self-centered, right, selfishness right, right, kind right. of way. Um, we're really focused on giving and we're doing what we love every single mm-hmm. day. And that's for a lot of people is a really new concept because we also talk about family of origin because, uh, you know, I'm a, a licensed therapist. So I very, I think, you know, through family sure. systems orientation and think about, oh man, we have our upper limit beliefs uh, from our family of origin. There right. are things that are holding us right. back because I'm just a little too scared of what my mom or dad might think. I'm a little too scared of what my friends who I went to high school, who I only see on Facebook, but I haven't <laughs> talked in, you know, in person for yeah. 10 years might think. And we really let these things hold us back. But Gay Gay Hendricks, the author, who's a PhD and a psychologist as well, talks about when we're in our zone of excellence, like, okay, that stuff doesn't matter. You mean genius. Sorry, sorry. Zone Mm -hmm. of genius. That's where like all the great artists live. That's where all the great CEOs and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and singers and screenwriters and all this stuff. That's that's where they live. And that's who we look up to. But we're all kind of too scared to, yeah. to go for and, that. And I want to just sort of tag on to the back of what he's saying there, because oftentimes, which is, this is so weird to think about, but I'm, I'm sure you guys understand it. Mm-hmm. Our zone of excellence and the sort of friend circle that is within that zone of excellence mm-hmm. can actually stifle our mm-hmm. marriage. Yes. It can, they can deeply yes. impact how we show up for our spouse. And I even found that in my own family of origin, because we're not huggers, we don't say thank you. We don't do all these things. I was, it was embarrassing and confusing mm-hmm. and really challenging for me to step into my marriage zone uh, of genius it's vulnerable. because I it's was like, vulnerable. everyone yeah. around me is not doing this and I feel yeah. right. Well, right. Right. And they talk about like the need to fit in and how yeah. that's so important. But anyway, what were you no, going to say? I was just tagging in because I remember a little bit ago you said, I wish I had been more kind. And I thought, you know what? Your kind probably would be very different than your husband's kind. Because right, of right. that, of, you know, lack of warmth, well, lack yeah. of warmth in your, your family of origin kind of sets that for you. And so yeah. that would have looked very different than what he would have connected with probably. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what it would have been so beneficial to me was if I had had a vision of what my, uh, like the yeah. kindness I wanted to aim yeah. for, mm-hmm. right. I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, all of this, like the big leap is such an amazing mm-hmm. awesome. resource yeah. for 
um, really understanding, like oftentimes we don't really think of this idea of how good can we handle it? Like how good can things actually be? We don't think Mm -hmm. in those terms. And And that can be scary too. It's really scary. It's a risk. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's a huge risk because it's leaving what you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like even even in your marriage, we've been married 16 Mm -hmm. years. So we have obviously a certain groove. And then, you know, something that is even longer than that, the family of origin that we come from. I'm from the South, right? Melanie's from Seattle. (laughs) Those are two very different cultures, right? So (laughs) leaving what I know and then her also leaving what she knows and then us coming together and creating a really uh, zone of genius Mm. marriage around that. And it takes it takes absolute work. So another thing that I would just tell listeners, too, is. Uh, and I tell therapy clients this often. It's like, okay, you're here right now sitting across from me in our office. Well, not right now because of COVID, but <laughs> a couple of, uh, you know, two yeah. years ago, uh, we're, we're sitting together and please don't expect that, you know, one, two, three, even sometimes 10 sessions with me are going to undo 10, 20, 30 years right. of things that you are used to, yep. whatever that may be, trauma or all kinds of maladaptive reactions. Mm-hmm. And I want people to like, if they're hearing this and go, oh, wait a minute, that sounds cool. Zone of excellence. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It takes a minute to it get does. there. You know, right. just like a great strong tree doesn't grow That's in one right. year. Yeah. It takes a hundred years, 200 mm-hmm. years sometimes. And, right. and you can't, you can't expect mm-hmm. that. Your, your, um, your reality has to be very clear with what we are expecting um, mm-hmm. or, or not expecting because then we're just going to yeah. be disappointed. Right. That's sometimes good. if it's not. Congruent. So when you're mm-hmm. in the, those developmental stages as a couple, uh, aiming to get to the genius zone. Sometimes you have to use some practical tools that feel basic, that feel elementary, um, but you're mm-hmm. forming a new normal and you're forming new neural pathways so that you can push past the the limitations that have been set from childhood. Um, you guys have this thing called the clearing structure. Can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about what that is and how that might apply to a couple that's aiming to get from that zone of excellence into the genius zone? We're going to get right back to the episode, but we wanted to share something really quick with you. We have been married for almost 13 years and we have had the same dinnerware and silverware and glasses um, since we got married on from our registry. Yeah. So we have been looking around to buy some new dinnerware and um, then Lennox approached us to uh, share some stuff with you guys. Yeah. So we recently received their French pearl scallop uh, dinnerware, which is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous collection of um, din- dinnerware that's crafted of porcelain. And we also received their high quality crystal glasses. Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of our old glasses for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and so if you haven't upgraded your dinnerware since you got married and you've been married for a while, or maybe you're newlyweds and you haven't completed your collection, we highly recommend Lennox. So you can go to lennox.com today to purchase and you can use our code DYMC to save 20% on your order. Yeah, uh, that's that's great. I love how you tied that back into. Um, so the, it's, it's the, the clearing structure is not our work. I adapted it from some different um, uh, uh, therapy uh-huh. literature and it's based around the idea of I statements, right? So we're not blaming. Uh, so let's just walk through the clearing mm-hmm. structure. It starts out with and usually this is for conflict resolution mm-hmm. um, within couples or you okay. can use right. it with your kids or with work uh, people Any, or whatever. Anybody that you have a problem with. <laughs> and it, yeah, right. And, you can and use it. it starts out with, hey, Melanie, when you did this thing, when you did this thing. So like when you, you know, didn't say anything when I, you know, cleaned up the house mm-hmm. for you uh, or something <laughs> when you asked me to, it, 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 um, it made I me felt I, I felt uh, not it made me feel because there's another thing. Melanie can't right. make me do anything. Mm-hmm. Or Doesn't get inside whatever, your brain right? and turn knobs. What? You don't have a button? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's right. It's right here. No. Um, so I felt kind of hurt and a little bit kind of miffed because you right. just didn't notice, right? Mm-hmm. And what I want from that is uh, to to be noticed, mm-hmm. right? To feel like, hey, we're on a team. You right. see what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And what I want from myself in that is like to understand or to feel. Hey, what what I do matters, mm-hmm. right? And um, what or I'm kind of going out of order, and because it's, w- there's Let also me talk a, about okay, it. Okay, sorry. So it's good. There's two ways Actually, that you can access this resource, mm-hmm. and one is it's in our app. We have an app called the Anatomy of Marriage app, and it's it's in the tool section of it's our right app. <laughs> um, and uh, 
And then in the app, what's really great about it is it's fillable um, in the sense that you can literally like autofill type in your phone. Like when you called me fat at that wedding, (laughs) I felt and then it gives you actual like a Rolodex of options. I felt Mm -hmm. betrayed, sad, hurt, whatever. You pick Mm -hmm. one. Um, And then the third one is. I said me. You're going to drive me bonkers. Um, and so you, so then you say, I can't drive you. That's your you choice. make your film How something made you feel. <laughs> right. right. Um, and then the next one is what I make up about that is that you don't love mm-hmm. me or you don't actually think I'm beautiful or you don't really care. Um, then, then the following question is what that reminds me of is, and I always use this example. When I was a kid, I had two older brothers that my dad spent a ton of time with. And when my dad taught them to, you know, switch out engines and cars, I felt lonely. So it reminds me that it reminds me of being a kid that no mm-hmm. one cares about being a girl and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I make or what I want from you is for you not to call me fat at the wedding mm-hmm. or whatever it is. <laughs> and then what I want for myself is to feel respected and loved mm-hmm. by you That's or good. to, you know, have mm-hmm. you say yeah. my things. And then at the end, it has this like, when do you want to talk about this part? So there's a one of the best things about the clearing structure is it's designed to slow down your angry brain. Right now is probably brain. not the time to talk about it. No. Right. You, you talked about neural pathways and, and that stuff. And, you know, Dr. John Gottman work, oh, his work talks about we get when we get yep. flooded. Right. Like we all know what that flooded feeling, you know, for guys, it's usually clenched jaw, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, fist, our heart rate increases. And we actually can't think rationally right. in those moments. Right. So. Just you do what you got to do in those times. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I have to take a break. Then we're going to come back and use the clearing right. structure to resolve this. Yeah, And we have a free version also on our mm-hmm. website that people can grab. That's a fillable PDF and you can download okay. it. Awesome. It has all the questions there. Um, but again, it's in the app and then on the website. But the whole point of it is to clear and clarify what you're yeah. feeling, what you really wanted. Because oftentimes people I heard the, a wonderful saying. It says you can't do a don't. Mm. So people go, I don't like that. Don't do that. That doesn't tell me what you want. Mm It doesn't tell me what you need. And in the clearing structure, you are giving your partner like the thing you didn't like along with the thing that actually would be helpful. And in the app, it's triply amazing because it generates a paragraph for you to say to your partner. It puts all of the questions together into a paragraph that you can literally like text them, which is so (laughs) beautiful. I know, Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And it allows you, again, the whole goal is to slow yeah. down your reactive like brain because in that reactive state, yeah. we can't think properly. We can't talk properly or act properly. So the goal is to make it be boring and mm-hmm. slow. That's what we want. <laughs> so um, when you're dealing with a client, then um, it would seem like you'd have to get both of them to agree that you're going to use this. And mm-hmm. when you start the language, both are going to have to like clue in and slow down and stop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how mm-hmm. you set it up? Yeah. Like, how do you bring this up and kind of, you know, impart this to your clients so that they can actually use it effectively. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we, we have to be all on the same page mm-hmm. and we, we just, we, we mix it up. Like sometimes, oftentimes I talk to the guys one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, f- for them to vent or just get real with another dude who's, you know, trained and all this stuff. And Melanie does the same thing with, with the ladies. And then we all come back together. So we, we both agree. Like when I'm talking to the guys, I'm like, okay, I'm hearing your story, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, giving, give, you know, giving my own mental assessment here and saying, okay, when this happens, this is what I want you to try mm-hmm. and then come back mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Right. And, and we'll talk about it. And with, with coaching, it, it's different from therapy because it's not just, you know, 50, the 50 minute hour, as yep. we call it once yep. a week, right? With, with coaching, I check in with my clients over the course of 90 days, almost mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have that accountability. Like, Hey, Joe, how's it going? Did you use the clearing structure like we talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, last Mm -hmm. night? Right. Oh, no, you didn't. Why not, bro? What's What's going going on? on? Well, I'm just kind of mad. Okay, well. Who cares? (laughs) This is the work. Kind of who cares, which again is different from the therapeutic, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Totally. But but, but one of the best things that happened to me, and I've had this because we had a coach in, uh, well. We've had coaches. Yeah, we've had coaches in the past. And. It is the best thing ever for me as a guy when another person, mainly guys for me, says, Seth, what are you doing? Mm, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So he he is calling me yeah, to the it's carpet. Accountability. Saying yeah. it's account it's high intense yeah. accountability. And I'm like looking around saying, Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like that scene in Ace Ventura too. You know, he's like, hit the lights. Uh, you know, when they're in the Nobody big room. Nobody is so. as old as you. Nobody knows what that is. Hopefully they do. But anyway, <laughs> the, lights, I don't. I, the, 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 the point is there's, there's no place to hide. Right. right? So 
when people sign up for coaching with us, it's a commitment. It's a financial mm-hmm. commitment and a time commitment because you are here to, you know, that there's something that you can improve right, and you right. want to improve. So I'm not going to waste your time, right? You're paying us good money. Mm-hmm. This is my job. So that high level of accountability, yeah. right. Hey, we're pushing one another and it, it, it really, right. it really works. So sort of to go back to the actual question was Sorry, about the language, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, having that, those words there. And yes, we do. We talk a lot and regularly with our clients about like these words are going to get you here. If you say you're stupid and dumb and I hate you, you're going to end up in the dumpster and that's not where you yeah. want to be. Mm-hmm. If you say, you know, I'm feeling frustrated. Let's use the clearing structure. Let's work this out. You're going to end up on the top of Mount Everest where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we we work with our clients all the time about what words are we saying? Mm-hmm. What um, what implications do these words have versus mm-hmm. these words? Mm-hmm. Right. So you do have to have couples be on the same page, which in and of itself is a challenging yeah, thing. Totally. Um, sometimes we have couples or clients one part of the relationship, one couple or one person won't like even care. Yeah. So it's very hard. Yeah. We work very hard. For sure. for yeah. That's good. Yeah. Tough job. Yeah. Well, we're going to yeah. be coming to a close here pretty soon. And we have heard a few resources from you guys that we'll link in the show notes. We have Miracle Morning, The Big Leap, and then your um, app. And so other than that, can you share um, other resources that you would recommend for someone who says, I want to grow as an individual and in my marriage. Um, what mm-hmm. what would you put in their lap? Oh, I would say, you know what came up to me that I think all guys should read is, what is it called? I John don't know. Eldridge. Oh, uh, Wild at Heart. Wild mm-hmm. at Heart. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. read that? I've mm-hmm. seen that book. I, ha- I, I actually think, haven't read it yet. Yeah, I have. I think it, all it, wives should also yeah. read it because mm-hmm. it was very eye-opening, mm-hmm. especially if you have sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read it partially for our boys. That's a really good book. I've, mm-hmm. I read it. I read it four nice. times, literally right. in, in 2020. Right. I read that thing four um, times because it was so impactful. Another uh, one I would say is mm-hmm. that, um, what is it? So this is, if you want to get really crazy with your personal growth. So this takes a lot of, you have to be like, you have to really have that urge to be like, I really want to change. And I yeah. feel like I can really do something. It's called uh, change your thoughts, change your life by Wayne okay. Dyer. And it is, phenomenal okay. it mm-hmm. will change how you think which will change what you do and change what you say and change how you feel he's amazing he's, he's really amazing because he's uh, a trained psychologist mm-hmm. is dr wayne dyer right yeah but then he also talks not only the therapeutic like research science-based stuff but also talks about the spiritual stuff mm-hmm. and like like in the a way ener- you've never the energy heard. around a word, right? Like um, we also interviewed Dr. Dan Siegel in season one, who's the interpersonal neurobiologist, which is awesome. And we also saw him in a lecture up in Seattle and he did this thing where uh, well, like words have such power and he illustrated mm-hmm. it too. During, during the, the lecture, he was like, okay, I need a volunteer. And he like stared at them and said, no, mm-hmm. no, like five mm-hmm. times. Right. And we all felt we were basically part of an experiment. Right. We didn't know what he was doing this. We all felt just the the energy in the room go, okay, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But then he he repaired it and was like, yes, yes. yes. And then everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. So, right. so just this, the power and the energy around words is so yeah. important. Right. And even even goes into the, the, the spiritual mm-hmm. side. Right. So that's why we really uh, recommend and love Dr. Wayne Dyer because- mm-hmm. Again, the science-based stuff, but then the like energetic, like, okay, this stuff really Mm -hmm. has an impact Mm -hmm. and it really matters. And especially, you know, I can speak life into Melody, right? Yeah. And she can speak life into me or we can speak death, not literal death, of course, but just like, ah, you know, just, and, and so, but we're also talking about, okay, well, we're differentiated and stuff like that, but we also have to know our words absolutely do matter. So, um, that's really good. Anything hypnotherapy. I got into I hypnotherapy, EMDR, mm-hmm. just like, you know, Marissa okay. Peer is Marissa really Peer amazing. Is she has a book called I am okay. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, a lot of it is about how you think and what you say mm-hmm. and the impact of sort of your inner thoughts. And that is a transformative book for lots mm-hmm. of clients too. Okay. Yeah. But we are all about it. And, but again, if you're not ready for this stuff, you're just not, you're not, you're gonna be like, Oh, what is this weird, <laughs> weird stuff? Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. But when you're ready for it, you're like, Oh, I can't get enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's exciting. I guess when you start seeing change in your own life, mm-hmm. it's, it's real. It, it spurs more change and growth, yeah. which opens you right. up to the capacity, I think, to hold that sort of thing because. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just, it's, 
it's that powerful. It yeah. does, it does change you. But right. And the image that keeps coming to my mind as we've been talking and just sort of like we have a um this amazing opportunity as couples. All couples have this, all parents have this, anyone in a relationship. If you think of it like a field and you go, okay, look, this this field is flat. That's easy to walk on. Easy to walk on a flat field. If it has a little bit of a hill, it's a little bit more challenging. If it's got like, oh, it has like an actual, like a big hill I have to climb. That's challenge, even more challenging. But the payoff, you usually get a view, right? What we're trying to do with couples and with ourselves and with our family is we want to be on the top of Mount Everest, right? We want to go to like Machu Picchu, all these places that are hard to get to. But the payoff is so unbelievable. But that, mm-hmm. again, the work is challenging to get mm-hmm. there. But the reward is much better than, well, I stood in the middle of a field. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like anybody totally. can do that. Right. And so, the, yeah, that's just the imagery that keeps Good. coming to my mind as we've been talking about Good. what it takes to get to these different places interpersonally, relationally, and then individually. Love it. Excellent. Love it. I love the growth mindset. It's so, yes. so refreshing. All right, guys, we are going to ask you the question that we ask all of our interviewees as we close out the podcast. And that's and we've kind of done a little bit of it already. But rewinding back to your first couple years of marriage, what advice do you wish you would have received? And then you'll just fill in the blank. Dear young married couple. Oh, OK. Mm. Love it. Hmm. I would say this. Dear young married couple, you are one another's medicine. Don't be poison, be medicine. Mm. Every interaction can heal and help or hurt and harm. Mm. That's what I So mean. good. Oh. Did you rehearse that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I said my first. Okay. Okay. That was great. Great. Now I got to follow up. Dang it. Go ahead. Give us a uh, quotable. I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Okay. Dear young married couple, you can be happy, content, and whole, no matter what your spouse does or doesn't do, you have that power. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner your marriage can just blow up and be awesome. Mm. Love it. it. So good, you guys. So good. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. You guys rock. We'll definitely, uh, you too. We'll definitely have to like keep the relationship alive and we totally love this. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on here. I mean, we're always, we love love. We love marriage. And so it's Amen. so awesome to too. find other people who are out there doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for the work that you do. And I'm super glad we got uh, the hook up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank Folks, you. Huh? If you want to get in touch with Melanie and Seth, you can contact them at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. And we will also link their resources in the show notes. All right. Have a good one, guys. Time. All right. All right. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.